0: Welcome to the latest episode of Schneps Connects. I can tell you that as an entrepreneur, the true key to success is having a great team around you. And I know that myself and many other employers realize it's not easy to be able to build a team, but also find new, qualified, talented, hardworking people. And that's what we're going to talk about Today. Uh, Many people recognize that New York State's unemployment rate is really low. It's one-third of what it was compared to just this time last year. Um, And moving out of the pandemic, good-paying jobs are really a key to our local community's economic success. Our guest today works hard to keep things moving forward, providing full-service talent solutions to professionals and organizations needed to hire talent. Brian Lucas is the co-founder and chief executive officer of Markham Search, LLC, which is a national talent solutions company. And part of the Markham group uh, is the talent advisory arm and providing talent solutions on a national basis. So, Brian, it's great to have you here and, and great to hear uh, about how you're helping companies find great people.
1: Thank you for having me. It's it's great to be here. It really is.
0: Well, thank you for your time. I described, obviously, the current employment landscape for myself. I know it was really difficult in the New York market, very competitive to hire, um, always difficult to find really top people. So talk to me about what you're seeing out there in terms of the economy and, and employment market.
1: Well, first off, the employment market is extremely competitive, the most competitive we've ever seen, I believe, in my you know 15 years as being part of Markham. It's very difficult to attract talent from, let's say, public accounting firms to public accounting firms. That is increasingly difficult because we're seeing accounting firms retain their talent to the best of their abilities, whether it be uh, retention bonuses, whether it be summer Fridays, whether it be off between Christmas and New Year's, which Markham is absolutely doing as well. It's becoming overly difficult to say to one accountant at a competitive firm of ours, hey, come over to us, when you know they don't know what's on the other side of the fence. As far as our private clients, so our corporate clients, so you know, controllers, CFOs, accounting in that area, or IT outside Mm -hmm. of Markham, we are seeing that we're able to attract the talent, but that talent is asking for a lot more money, a lot more benefits because they know they could get it.
0: Sure. Talk to everyone about Markham. I know the Markham name and the Markham company, but, but share a little background on the company and your division of the company.
1: Sure. So Markham is probably today the 12th largest CPA firm in the country. It was started as Markham and Kliegman. And now we rebranded about you know, 12 years ago to just be Markham. I started Markham Search back in 2008, To develop the recruiting function of Markham. So, we really just wanted to be the internal recruiters of Markham. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, in 2008, there was a recession and Markham went on a hiring freeze, and we had to pivot and just do anything we possibly can to bring money in the door. Mm. That's where we started doing our external agency work, so to speak. And that has just grown exponentially. Now we are 43 professionals nationally. Markham Search is. Hmm. I have 11 people dedicated just to Markham Recruiting. And then the other people are doing a combination of Markham Recruiting and outside client recruiting.
0: You know, it's always great to see when big companies can act entrepreneurial. And that's what it sounds like your division is, is being able to be entrepreneurial. I mean, look at that. You launched something to recruit for the company and then pivoted immediately when you saw the need. So what was your first pivot in terms of industries? I mean, I'd love to hear The type of searches and staffing that you're doing throughout different industries, as well as why someone would come to a firm like yourself rather than post an ad on on some of the job sites?
1: That's a great question. So our industries and at our core is accounting and finance. So we started this with accounting and finance from CFO all the way down to you know an accounting clerk. That morphed because we couldn't just stay accounting because we'd go to a CFO and the CFO would ask us for a controller and they'd say, hey, do you do marketing? Hey, do you do IT? Mm. And so I didn't like saying no. So the whole time I would say, okay, let me hire an IT person. Let me hire a generalist recruiter. Hey, temp started picking up. People wanted to have temps. So because we're Markham and we're so capitalized in the with Markham behind us, I said, hey, let's start a temp practice. We don't have to worry about making payroll. We have Markham Capital. And we became a pretty robust temp practice. Now, that kind of changed during the pandemic. And we're slowly but surely building that back up. But from the second we started Markham Search, it was get money in the door however we could. And let's just branch out to whatever we need to do. So
0: talk to me about why people outsource versus doing it internally.
1: So if you're going to post an ad, let's say, on LinkedIn as a corporation, and you're going to get, let's say, 100 resumes, I would say that probably 10 of those resumes are viable resumes, but somebody has to sift through the other 90. That's why you pay us, right? And ninety percent of our of our business is contingency search, right? So, what does contingency mean? If we succeed, then you pay us, mm-hmm. right? So, it's really a no lose situation for our clients. All they have to do is sign an agreement with us. Typically, you know, we're charging a percentage of first year base salary, and we give them a guarantee period anywhere from ninety to one hundred eighty days to make sure that that person is. Fitting in with them and making sure that that person is the right fit, they always have the opportunity to call us back and say, Hey, you know, this person isn't working out. Can you start looking for a replacement? And we will always replace for no additional charge. So that's why we are able to do what we do. Now, we also have a robust database for 15 years of recruiting Mm -hmm. that we have hundreds and thousands of people in that database that we could tap into. And we don't have to make those cold phone calls. We right. can say, hey, you know, we've spoken to you in the past. What's going on? How are you? And all of our recruiters are know that they need to be doing, you know, monthly, quarterly check-ins with candidates in that database.
0: Listen, you're making me think about my business, Brian, because, you know, first of all, everyone's too busy. <laughs> so yeah. you talk about going through those resumes. Nothing is easy, right? Everything takes time and yep. resources. And always, you know, for us, we're always looking for great salespeople. So, I mean, you're going to talk at. That's that. fine.
1: What's funny is, so our sister company, Markham Technology. Markham Technology is a fully integrated technology consulting company. They are evaluated reseller. Another, you know, brain trust of the Markham entity. So, they're our sister company, a wholly owned sub. Mm-hmm. We have placed multiple salespeople for them, and they have been very successful. Love it. So that's something that we do. And we have dedicated group of recruiters that specifically recruit sales.
0: You know, obviously money counts. You were talking about how, you know, particularly in this economy, I think everybody realizes there is inflation and things cost more. But I think as the job market has been tight, people recognize that they can get more money. But as an employer, you always think about what else do I need to offer, right? You have dollars and cents, of course. But there's many other things that employers have to think about when trying to recruit talent, especially people that you know, are really good at what they do and have options and choices. So w- what would you say to employers? I mean, what advice could you give to employers to not only recruit great talent, but retain great talent?
1: It's interesting that you said that. So we, as Heidi mentioned, we just came back from a partner retreat, a Markham partner retreat, where there was 532 partners down in Palm Beach for a couple of days. It was a lot of strategy, a lot of general sessions, a lot of meetings. And retention came up. Mm -hmm. And a lot of our competitors are retaining their talent with money. You know, I mean money talks, right? You said it yourself. Mm -hmm. So a lot and so what's gonna happen is those people, if they were to leave, they have to pay back this money. Yep. That it's a big chunk of change for you know an audit senior who's being paid a hundred thousand dollars. But what we do here at Markham is, and I'm not gonna say we've reinvented the wheel on retention but we certainly are you know offering you know we do summer fridays here we are closed between christmas and new years we gave a january increase in compensation last year just to keep people whole because we saw the inflation coming we we saw you know things happening out there we do a lot of you know happy hours we're feeding and drinking with our teams regularly mm-hmm. we just want people to know that this is our place this is a place that we want you to be that yep. we want you to grow and we will do you know, whatever we can within reason to make sure that you're happy here. Now, from a recruiting perspective, my advice to those hiring managers are to utilize myself and my group or people like me, or if you do have an internal recruiting function, utilize your recruiters who are the experts to give you the advice as to what needs to be done to make sure that this candidate... Joins our organization, so if you're presenting a candidate for a hundred thousand dollars at a manager level, don't offer the person eighty five thousand as a senior, just because you think that you know maybe their skill set isn't as strong as your others. If you're desperate for people and the person can do the job, I would advise offering what is reasonable, based upon what your recruiter has told you, because going back to the retention. A month from now, this person is going to entertain a phone call from another recruiter yeah, offering them what they wanted initially, and they will leave. And so your, the, the month that you had them employed was for nothing, and now you have to spend money to recruit someone else.
0: Sure, sure. Now, obviously, there's a lot of employed people, but there's still people out there looking for jobs or changing sure. your past. What, what kind of advice do you pass on to those people? Is there anything you know, across the board that you can say that you communicate? I mean, obviously, I'm sure it's different based on what they do and who they are. But
1: I think there's like 10 million job openings today. I think that I read that somewhere. It's a 10 million, whatever number that is. I would recommend focusing on roles that you think that you could do. Don't try to, you know, if you're like a teacher that's just retired, I wouldn't say I'm going to go, you know, be a, an audit manager in public account. Like you're not gonna be able to do that. But I would focus on roles and job opportunities that you feel that you can do. And there are plenty of people hiring for those people that are switching careers. So just don't overextend yourself. Make sure that you're able to do something along the lines of that job, or at the very least, pretend.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, listen, I think one of the things that I'm encountering is having the ability to hire people that are not in New York. You know, it always had to be somebody, you know, for us particularly, um, being a local media company, we wanted people in the vicinity of our office to be in the office every day. We've really changed our philosophy, generally, that people necessarily don't have to come into the office, they can work remotely, they don't have to be in the state anymore. So I would love to hear from your perspective, how that's changed the whole recruiting game and whether or not that's made it more competitive, less competitive, or given us the advantage of not having to pay somebody who's living in Manhattan, they could be living in Ohio.
1: Yeah. What's interesting is when the pandemic first started, Markham obviously went into a hiring freeze. We weren't hiring anybody. We didn't let anybody go, but we certainly didn't hire anybody. Mm -hmm. Immediately following when the floodgates opened up, we said we will employ anybody anywhere, right? Remote, we'll do what we can. We got to get people. It doesn't matter. Cause we were all remote anyway, right? Like no one was yep. in an office. So if we could hire somebody in, you know, Ohio or in Colorado or Tampa, Florida, wherever the cost of living is a little bit lower, we certainly would try to capitalize on that. It's a little bit different today. Now, yes, there are the big four and there are some of our competitors and some other companies who are still, you know, doing the remote environment. We're kind of shying away from that. We're not making anybody come back to the office per se but we certainly are looking for that that hybrid type of situation. Yep. And yep. I'm seeing a lot of my clients are also looking for that hybrid. There's something to be said about the touch, the touch points with an employee with with a boss, with whomever because you know during the pandemic we kind of lost that. And True. now that we're back and you know I'm sitting in my office today. I mean it, yep. it's just we need that touch. And again, we're not forcing it, some of our competitors are but we are not. And I think that as time goes on, I think people are going to itch to get back to an office anyway.
0: But are you finding that your search for people is different just because they are searching outside their geography? Or are you finding the hybrid model is more the model and people still, by and large, want to make sure people are close by?
1: I think it's a little bit of both. So if we're recruiting for one of our clients who is fully remote, which is you know the exception now Yeah, the rule. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it kind of makes it a little bit easier and kind of allows us to have a bigger candidate pool. But for those that are hybrid, so let's just take New York, for instance. Now, you know, with the pay transparency in New York, we have to, you know, we have to put all the compensation in for New York. But what we could certainly do is we could say, okay, we have a New York role, but we will take somebody that's sitting in Florida we'll take somebody that's do me a
0: favor though explain what the new rule is because people should know that and I think it's the reason people are coming to agencies like yours so they're not held liable so explain that
1: so what's happening is New York instituted a rule where we have to by law put a compensation range on every job posting that you have so what that means is that let's just say you know a controller in New York City you have to say they're looking to be paid between 110 and 145 Right, So now you know that that's what the compensation is. You're Mm -hmm. not going to be surprised. You're not going to have somebody undercut you. You're not going to have somebody say, no, that's not what the compensation is based upon what you've earned previously or what your expectation is. You know right then and there that that's what you're going to be paid somewhere in that range, Yeah, no surprises. And what what I think is going to happen is it's going to become a national thing eventually. I know California has that. I know New York now has it. Not quite yet on Long Island, but I think it's going to get to Jersey, Connecticut. I think it's it's going to start spreading like a wildfire soon.
0: Yeah, well, it's important for people to know that because I assume there are penalties should you not do it in a. There in absolutely are thing if you do it on your own. Whereas if you outsource that, I assume that liability goes away from the company.
1: I would think so. It's really any job posting that is for New York City has to have a compensation range.
0: It's good to know.
1: Yeah, so, it's you know,
0: you're really like I explained in the beginning how the job market is really tight. And I feel like you have your pulse on the economy because I yep. think the jobs are all about the kind. But very recently, there's been announcements of mass layoffs, particularly with monster companies, tech yeah. companies. Right. It was Facebook. It was Twitter, or Amazon now. Yep. What are you seeing, though, regionally with local business? What is your feeling of the job market? Do you think it's something to be worried about when you hear news like that in headlines?
1: I think that accounting firms I don't want to use the word recession proof but certainly are recession resistant. I think that I still have hundreds of job openings today with clients outside of Markham as well as internally at Markham that aren't going anywhere that if I provided them with a staff person that fits their needs they will swallow them up immediately. I'm not seeing layoffs, I'm not seeing I'm not seeing mass layoffs. I think that If there were layoffs in our competitors and in the regions that we are focused on, we would absolutely see it, and we'd have a little bit more candidate flow than we do today. So to answer your question, I don't see it, but you take Twitter, you take Facebook, those are tech companies, Mm -hmm. and the tech companies are afraid of the inflation. That's what's happening. The tech companies are afraid of those interest rate hikes because the dollar is going to be less valuable later, so they're borrowing against it, so that's why they're panicking. But I think they're going to have to hire again in a couple of years. So they're right-sizing today. They stocked up during the pandemic when nobody was going anywhere and, you know, money was being printed by those guys. And then now they had to scale back a little bit and it'll just be cyclical. It'll just, it'll, it'll happen again in a couple of years. We'll have to hire the thousands of people that they laid off.
0: Well, it's good to hear that you're bullish, honestly.
1: I am. I'm very bullish. I mean, maybe it's a little bit of a self-serving bullishness because I, you know, I want to make sure that I make it happen, but. I'm at the mercy of the economy. I'm at the mercy of the accounting firms. I'm at the mercy of our clients, right? So I have to pivot. If my client's not hiring anymore, I got to find another client that is.
0: Yeah, well, listen, like you said, it's it's very cyclical, but it's interesting. What's terrible in some cases for certain businesses is amazing for others, right? I mean, right. you saw it even during COVID.
1: Absolutely. I mean, accounting firms during COVID, they made more money than they ever had.
0: Well, they had to help a lot of businesses with the government funding, I'm sure.
1: That's true. Yeah, they did their PPP. They did everything. Yeah, for sure.
0: So I'm sure it's a great feeling for you when you're able to place somebody with a company and give them a career and help a company as well. But I'd love for you just maybe in closing to share what you feel is your most significant accomplishment as a leader within the staffing industry.
1: Well, I mean, just the growth of our firm alone, I think, is an accomplishment in itself. And I won't take full responsibility for that. I think we are a full team effort. We have gone through so many people. We have gone through the worst of the worst. Some of the best of the best have left. But you know what? If they're truly yours, they'll return kind of thing. Right now, we have an amazing group of people. We're doing well. We are respected at the firm. We're respected out in the marketplace. I think that... That has a lot to do with me and the team. I've done a, a lot to turn our business around because, you know, you think about it, recruiting, the recruiters out there in the agency side, some of them get a bad rap, right? And so, you know, I've done a lot to change that perception of our firm and our division, so to speak, to be that trusted advisor, that person that could help you, that could consult with you, that could make sure that everything is going in the right direction, and not just trying to earn a dollar.
0: Well, you know what? That sounds like something to be proud of to me.
1: I try. <laughs> you're
0: doing, it's, man. You're doing. It's
1: crazy. a work in progress. You know, I'm young enough where I have 25 years ahead of me, and I'm you looking 45? forward.
0: 45? Did you say 45 years
1: ahead of you? For, I mean. <laughs> If if that's the case, then fine. I'll do 45, but whatever it is, I love what I do. I love the team that we have. And, you know, whatever happens, happens, you know, you just got to roll with the punches.
0: Well, Brian, it's great to have you on Schnepp's Connects. I really appreciate your time and sharing, you know, all that you do.
1: This was great. I really appreciate it. And thank you for all you guys do. I just want to mention the honor that we had with the A-list. That was a great night. It was super. You guys put together a hell of a an event. And I look forward to maybe being there for your next one, just as a guest.
0: Awesome. And it was great to have you and well-deserved.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: Make sure to subscribe to Schneps Connects, wherever you get your podcasts, or you can always stream us online at podcast.schnepsmedia.com.